You're listening to The Scoop, the show that gives you the inside story on South Stockport's independent businesses. Each week, we'll bring an interview with a local business owner. We will find out about their journey to independence and what they can offer to our community. As a resident and a business owner myself, I think it's important to give other local enterprises a voice and a platform to share their stories, challenges and importantly successes. And with so many local businesses, independents and entrepreneurs in Cheadle Hume, Bramall and beyond, we can be sure to hear some exciting tales. So this week we'll be hearing from Kate Lowry of the Ribbon Road Studio. Hi Kate, how are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Good, yeah, very well, thank you. It's a bit of a conquest for your name, <laughs> isn't it? It is, rather. <laughs> it is. One well, of the main bit where which has brought me to the memory teddies is I was a high school student in Japan for a year, and I one of the one of the Saturday clubs that we were able to do was sewing, right. where I learned to make the, the bears, and I've just sort of adapted it into the memory there. So, uh, first things first, talk about your business and your journey to where you are today, Kate. Yes, so I run a studio in Cheadle Hume where I make memory items, um, keepsakes for people. So I make quilts, cushions, teddies, even loved ones clothing. Um, It could be somebody who passed away and people want to remember that special person, or it could be clothing from a little person who's grown out of it, and uh, it's a lovely way to remember that time of their life. Cool. Mm. So, um, so that's what you do today. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get? How did you get into that? So, my grand taught me to sew when I was five, five years old. Taught me how to embroider, and from there on, mum taught me to knit and crochet, how to use a sewing machine. Um, I then went on to numerous different courses, um, but. Well, the, the main bit, where, which has brought me to the memory teddies, is I was a high school student in Japan for a year, and I, one of the one of the Saturday clubs that we were able to do was sewing, right. where I learned to make the, the bears, and I've just sort of adapted it into the, the memory there. Okay, mm. fantastic. So you um you spent to spent some time in Japan, mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound to me like you're from the local area originally. No, do you want to tell us about your journey? Yeah, so when I was, um, like I said, I was a high school student in Japan um, where I lived with a a host family for a year. Um, I went back to New Zealand, where I'm originally from, and did a degree in Japanese in education, hoping to be a Japanese teacher. Um, And after that, I went back to Japan where I taught English for three years and met my husband, who is from Manchester. Mm -hmm. And he convinced me to come here for just a year to see (laughs) what would happen. And 16 years on, I'm still here. <laughs> it's been a long year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A very, very long year. And that's just the last nine months. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, tell me about it. Jeez. Um, okay, brilliant. So you said then that your your ambition at the time was to become a, a teacher. Mm. And you've obviously not gone and done that. No, no. Uh, what did you, or well, certainly not doing it now, I think no. you didn't start out as a teacher 16 years ago? So when I went back to Japan, I was an English teacher mm-hmm. and I helped manage an English school over there. Um, and my husband came back to become a teacher here, so he did his PPCE. And I saw the amount of effort that went into that and thought, and, and, and the stories he was coming home with, and I just thought, no. <laughs> so I went into a relationship management role 
okay. and sort of stumbled my way through doing this on the side. And I took redundancy uh, nearly two years ago now, and I just thought to take some time out, see where the studio goes, and it's boom. Oh. I can't complain. So that was a relationship manager role mm. in a corporate environment. Yes, in a it? corporate environment, yeah. Okay, yeah. so how have you found the transition then from corporate to fully self-employed? Mm. It, it's got its pros and cons. Um, I don't miss the office politics or the um, uh, <laughs> the bosses, shall we say. <laughs> um, I've had my fair share of, of um, yeah, interesting bosses. But... I, I do miss the banter and being with people, which I think is why the networking groups that I'm on mm -hmm. are so important and being around like-minded people um, where you can go and have a coffee with somebody yeah, and just say, bounce your, ideas. Your job's not really something you can take into, uh, mm, into no. the local cafe. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can go and do my admin in Costa, but I can't. Um, yeah, no, I can't really take the phone. No, no, no. Okay. So... Um, that's uh, it sounds like you've got quite an interesting backstory then and mm. obviously leads you to where you are, are today. Mm. Um let's stick with the Cheeto Hume sort of vibe. Mm. How do you find the is the local area particularly important to your business strategy? It is. Um the the last twelve months, um pre lockdown, shall I say, um, I was running classes of um crochet knitting classes teaching people skills that I've been taught that aren't out there to learn that that much anymore. You yeah. can go into the city centre and you can learn at different places, but there's not many places locally, um, sort of here on your doorstep, where you can go and learn to do something that's for you, yeah. that the kids aren't going to muck up, that you know it isn't for the family or for the husband, it's for, for the individual to go and learn a skill themselves. And then on those, those dark winter nights when they want to bunk down in the, in the lounge, yeah. watch TV with a glass of wine, they can do that. And something for them to just chill out with, yeah. relax. So the local ladies um, that I've met on, on various courses that I've run, they've been fabulous. A lot of them have become friends. Sure. Um, yeah, they they are important. Yeah. yeah. Good, good. Mm. And is it is it all sort of ladies of a certain age and no. sort of stereotype no. with that sort of crowd? No, I did think okay, we're in for yeah, like you say, a certain demographic, but I've had seven-year-olds all the way through oh, to, I think the oldest lady I have was about 74. Awesome. So it's all the way through. Um, during the daytime classes, there's the um, the retired ladies. We've got the mum, working mums who come you know, on the Mondays or the Fridays because um, that's their day off. Yeah. Um, you know, the kids are in school or whatever, so they just have an hour and a half themselves. Yeah. They meet a, a group of like-minded people and just have a really nice time. And a lot of cool. people will come to the initial four-week course and then they'll book on for the next four weeks, for the next four weeks. <laughs> so, and I've got one group who have literally been going the whole year. Awesome. So throughout lockdown, we've, we've Zoomed every week. And it's been a really nice, yeah, little bunch. Cool. Yeah. Excellent. That's great. Yep. And then I suppose that sort of emphasises how you, what you do is important to the community yep. as well, because you're giving something back to providing yep. these people with an outlet, I suppose. An outlet. It's... it's some of them call it their, their counselling sessions, so they don't actually tell people where they're going. Yeah. They just say they're going for counselling. And um, <laughs> <laughs> some some groups, people bring their own wine to if they've had a bad bad week. Yeah. Um, some people just sit and drink tea the whole time. Some people don't even pick up the hook, the crochet hook. Uh -huh. They will just talk the whole time. And like you said, <laughs> they just bleh, the whole time. Um, which is lovely. You yeah. learn so much about people. 
um, just by sitting back and, and letting people talk. Cool. Mm. And what's the, it's, it's really interesting to me because it's a total, it's a total world that I'm not involved in mm. at all. For me, my outlet is, is going to the gym or getting on the bike yeah. or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I know your husband goes to football and, yeah. and a lot of blokes would, would do that. Mm. And yeah, granted, I'm coming from a bloke's point yeah. of view. Mm-hmm. But take it as a market for it then. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, myself, I run. Um, and that that's lovely to get out there, get some fresh air and just headspace yeah. run. But on saying that, it's also nice to be able to have something to chill out in front of a TV with, and by the end of it, it's not playing on your Why? phone. Why? <laughs> why? Why? Why do you want to sit no. and do that? No, um, no, no, not why. I said wine. Oh, wine. Oh, yeah, yeah, wine. <laughs> People have said to me that it stopped them drinking the wine. It stopped okay. them eating the chocolate because they're not bored. Right, they're not okay. just scrolling through Facebook, seeing what you know so and so has done, you know, this weekend. They're actually creating something that they can then show their friends, the family, right. their mums, their dads, and say, "Look what I did." That was me. So the sense of pride that they get from it. Um, And when you come to the end of a project, I mean, some projects can take 12 months, 18 Mm -hmm. months. Others can take six weeks. It just depends what you're making. When you come to the end of that project and the excitement of starting a new one, but it's like finishing a book. You don't want it to finish. You want to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So what kind of projects are you making with your group then? So with the knitting groups, uh, we start off, um, just basic. So if they do a scarf, then they learn how to do a hat. Um, perfect in the run up to, to the winter months. Yeah. Um, that's in the first four weeks. And then after that, I say, go and choose something. There's no point in me saying, right, you're all going to make the same cardigan, with the yeah. same jumper, or the same blanket. You go and choose what you want using the rules that you want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, we're all different. Some people have allergies. Some people prefer sort of like the mohair compared to just the um, cheaper acrylics. It, it's entirely up to them, and then they bring the pattern, and they bring the materials that they've bought, and I teach them how to read the pattern, how to make that garment, so that they can go away feeling a sense of achievement. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. So with that, so that that's the missing side. The crochet side, we then look at um, various um, styles, um, various techniques. So they might make just something small like a cushion, or they might make a massive blanket that's got loads of different skills throughout the bundle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And so it's, it's knitting and crochet classes that you do. Yeah. No sewing. Or I don't teach sewing. Um, like no. I well, I'm looking to do um, when I can um, <laughs> workshops, um, weekend workshops. Right. And I think it's important for people not to come every single week, but to come on one day and just learn a skill. Yeah. So it's a longer period of time rather than broken up over so many weeks. Okay. But that one afternoon will teach them what they need to learn to be able to make a memory blanket, to be able right. to make a memory cushion. Um, I'm also going to learn, uh, sorry, teach um, different crochet uh, techniques. But it's just, it's more for, it's for beginners, yeah. but also there's more advanced stuff. Um, on so you're going to show them how to make a bl- uh, memory blanket. Mm-hmm. And- how much of a pain it is, so yep. that they actually then employ you to do it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but a memory blanket can take 10 hours, yeah, 14 yeah. hours. It's a long time. By the time you've cut all the clothing individually, you've then had to place it all out, yeah. sew all of your feet and then sew all the edging and everything. So quilt them as well. Quilt them as well. Yeah. So everything. Yeah. I mean, some people say, you charge what? And then <laughs> I say them, it can take 10 to 14 hours per black. Um, yeah, absolutely. And then they realise, you know, the hundred pounds 
it didn't yeah. make it out much. No, no, So when you've got materials and tools, then it becomes mm-hmm. a bargain in my eyes. Yeah. But I do it because I enjoy it. Yeah. And I know if it's a blanket for somebody who's lost somebody, what they're going to gain from that blanket is worth so much more than oh, absolutely. You know, yeah. something they're going to buy from, from a shop. So. Yeah, absolutely. We've got a couple of your, um, I think you've got your teddies, mm-hmm. um, and father-in-law's got one of your blankets. And yeah, without question, it's it's definitely something that uh, that we'll treasure. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Because of because of the memory that it holds. So yeah. You need to charge more. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. Okay. Um. And then, so going back to the age group mm. that you're working with. Yep. Is this something that you potentially roll out into schools? Um, I haven't thought that far. For kids or summer clubs? I've thought about, well, I have done sort of um, mum and me classes. Right, okay. So the mums have come with the kids mm-hmm. and they've learned together. Yeah. So it's something that they can then go home and do together. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout lockdown, I did do some virtual classes where kids were involved. Cool. Mums were doing it as well. And then they could obviously, everything was um, videoed and then put on YouTube so they could go back oh, and, and look at it all in their own time, mm-hmm. not sort of feeling stressed on, on yeah, a yeah. half-hour task. Um, it's something that potentially maybe um, some sort of activity like a craft activity for a party or yeah. for guides or something along those lines. Cool. Um, but yeah, definitely something. Yeah, I'm thinking like that school time. club yeah. or uh, I'm dead stereotypical again, but mm. something aimed at the girls would, yep. be, would be great. But or even, I mean, I've got a young boy. Yeah. And particularly at the moment, he's ready to go back to school. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably a good, he does a lot of mindful following. Yeah. But it would be another, yeah. something similar to that. One of his friends has done it and he right, cracked okay. it within the first half hour. Absolutely brilliant. He, he did. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And he's brilliant at he's everything. Absolutely <laughs> amazing. And, and what he, he came out with after the first half hour lesson. Uh huh. Wow, just blew me away. Awesome. Absolutely being blew me away. Yeah. Brilliant. But no, no, yours has been. Yeah. Easily, yeah. Well, we're thinking about it. Yeah. Right, for those of you that have got kids, particularly boys, who mm-hmm. just need to let out a bit of steam and maybe a punch bag or a football isn't quite enough. Yeah. It, it's something that they can, like my daughter will quite often say to me, Mummy, can we get to do some knitting? Mm-hmm. And we'll sit down on the sofa and she will literally, it's the concentration involved. Yeah. I mean, she's only six. Mm-hmm. I told her when she was four. And she, the concentration involved, but it's just something that she feels we're doing together. Yeah. And she's just watching TV, but at the same time, she's doing something more than just watching TV. Yeah. She's not just zoning out, but she's concentrating, Absolutely. but in a different way to what maybe school encourages them to do, or what we encourage them to do. Mm-hmm. We expect them to do the spellings or the times tables. Or, mm. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right then, so let's look at. Um, challenges. So you say you were doing it alongside work yeah. for quite a long time, mm-hmm. and then you've been fully self-employed for two years. I think you said. Yeah, coming up two years. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So what have been your biggest challenges then in the last two years since you've been a, a fully-fledged business? So the challenges would be knowing what to do. Nobody tells you what to do <laughs> when you start out. You just sort of fumble your way. Um, and and it's great. Like there's been some fabulous. Um, one lady, she's an accountant, and I went and had a chat with her as to what, what should I do, what shouldn't I do. Um, I've been on a six-month um, business coaching okay. trip um, experience, if that's what you want to call it. Um, that business coach, I money could not pay what he's taught me. What he's taught me over the last six months, I, I've just had my last session with him last week. 
I actually want to go privately with him now because cool. he has literally just stripped my business apart, told me what was right, told me what was wrong, but in constructive way, not yeah, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> completely <laughs> ruining me. Um, I can always love him every time. It, it makes me feel being self-employed, you're not accountable to anybody other than your customers and giving your orders to them on time. Yeah. You are literally sitting in your studio, doing your thing, the kids come home from school, you start cooking dinner, you go back into the studio and you keep going. And I mean, oh God, I've been working till two, three o'clock in the morning some, some days, trying to get through orders yeah. or to ensure Just that... Start making the kids dinner. Yeah, <laughs> delivery is good. <laughs> um, it, it's it's certain people that have really helped push yeah. me down a certain route. Um, there's people, like I say, in the networking group who have been able to bounce off, get mm-hmm. ideas from. I've helped them, they've helped me. A lot of the stuff I've done myself, the websiting, um, I've just worked with a lady for my logo. Um, but again, it's cost. It's trying yeah. to keep, you know, when you're just starting out. It sounds like to me that you're very much in that, almost coming out of that fledgling mm-hmm. boat where yeah. you try and do everything yourself. Yeah. Because you just don't have the resources yep. to do it unless you actually go in your own pocket and yes. feed the kids yep. beans instead of yep. Yep. Um, Chinese mm. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> like then you, so you just don't have the resources. No. But now, two years in, you're coming through because I saw today um, that you've released your new branding. Yep. So you're clearly outsourcing stuff yes. at the yep. moment, which mm-hmm. is great. Yep. You, you outsource your business coaching, your accountancy, yep. as mm-hmm. you just said. Yep. So you pushing through that barrier, which is turning you into a business. That's it. And it's knowing what you need. Mm -hmm. So yes, I need people to help me um, and and not muddling through it. Yeah. Brilliant. And what about um, during COVID then? Um, Mm -hmm. You've already mentioned that you were doing Zoom sessions and putting things on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Has has business changed much? Was it a struggle? The first six weeks were awful. Absolutely. Just... It, it felt like the whole business had just ripped from mm-hmm. underneath me. I couldn't teach. People obviously didn't want to come around to drop off orders because we're not allowed to see people, couldn't touch anything. Yeah. Um, I had quite a few orders that were sort of being made and I had to go and deliver them, but it was a case of drop them. People would leave them for so many days before they could open them. But six weeks in, people started realising how life does continue. Yeah. They started dropping things off again. The masks have absolutely just, wow, taken off. Um, at first, people were saying to me, are you going to make the masks? No, nobody wants masks. Who wants a mask? And after about the fourth person, I thought, oh, go on, I'll make a few. Yeah. I think I've made 1,100 to date. Wow. Wow. Um, the people at the fabric shop know me by name. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've met so many lovely people. So many people have just come and gone and... But also, they've seen what I do now, and they're ordering. Mm-hmm. They're coming back with you yeah. know memory items that they want making, or you know, please can you do your, your workshops because we want to come on. And so, cool. yeah, brilliant. Uh, yeah, lockdown has been incredibly busy, Good. and I haven't been bored. Good. So there was a, an, an initial challenge and struggle, but yeah. actually you you turned it around, you pivoted. That's that word that we all hate to yep. use all yep. the time. Absolutely. Um, and made a massive success out of it. And then what would you define as your biggest success then in the last two years? I think my biggest success would be my my brand. 
getting that out there. People know who I am, who my well, what, you know, what my studio is, yeah. um, what I do, and they recommend me on other people, which that that to me is worth more than anything. Being recommended, being recommended onto somebody else, you know, positive word of mouth is just second to none. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you said your brand because mm-hmm. actually that's something I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. Um, partly because I've seen your new branding today, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but also the Ribbon Row Studio. Mm. Where does the name come from? Because so, it doesn't really describe. No. Well, it's a great name. Yeah. It doesn't really describe no. what you do. So that's a bit of my history, Ribbon Row Studio. So okay. ribbon embroidery is a form of embroidery where you literally use a ribbon to okay. embroider with rather than strands of cotton right, or silks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, I used to go to a shop called The Embroiderer, um, right. and I was always doing courses there, and I learned ribbon embroidery there, mm-hmm. and a lot of them are ribbon roses that you, you learn to make. Okay. Um, there was a shop back in Auckland, well, the opposite this village, um, called The Ribbon Rose, right. and I loved going there. It's like, it's an absolute Aladdin's world for a crafty person. You just yeah. go in there and you just want to spend money like most people do and I can get just, well, what, what can I buy? I want to buy the lot, but it doesn't come with time, unfortunately. So the ribbon rose to me, I love roses. To me, when I was little, my gran gave me roses as birthday presents okay. and they were always in the garden. So to me, roses are just me. And um, rose gold, again, love it. So it just sort of all came together. Cool. Yeah, the embroidery, the roses. And that's where the branding comes from. Right, the rose, yeah. the needle, the ro- uh, the ribbon font. It just, yeah. Right, okay. Not only is it the studio, but it's me. Yeah, all, which is exactly how it, how it should be. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. So I then take it, are you, are you going to start putting your face on, mm-hmm. even though it's part of you, mm-hmm. on your branding and social yeah. media and stuff yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. Probably put a little bit of your face with a lot of your pictures, a lot of your memory bears. There are, there. yeah. And I try and show people who are, you know, the person behind the yeah. branding. Um, I know people, the business courses I've been on say, you know, you should use we and, you know, talk about we are a big company or, or our company. It's not, it's me. And, yeah. and I challenge them every time. I say, no, it's me. I've My never, company. I've never come across a business course that yeah. does it, but I'm yeah. working at business courses for self-employed. Yeah. Uh, right. So we yeah. is a big corporate thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. But yeah. it's me and it's I, I think and I am the brand. Sometimes they, they feel that we or our gives people a bit more um more of a sense of we're a big company that can look after you yeah whereas to me it if makes it's, it feel more substantial it does suppose, yeah. It? yeah there's more trust maybe yeah. in it whereas if it's me or i to me that's one person that mm. is putting absolutely everything into that one business yeah exactly and that, that's their they're all other than the yeah. family obviously so to me it's i've I challenged them i've always said no i and me yeah mine Absolutely, yep. I totally agree with you there. Mm-hmm. That's something that for me with the scoop. Yeah. The scoop's all about you. Yes. It's not about me. Mm-hmm. People will get to know me a week in week. Yeah. I'm on every week. Yeah. It's all about you. So mm-hmm. you're always going to be the face of mm-hmm. of this podcast. Whereas with my other business, I'm very very keen to make it make it an effort. I always write week. Yeah. Because there is a small team of people mm-hmm. with my other business, mm-hmm. but. Actually, it's me. That it's team wouldn't yeah. be there without it. No. I'm making a massive effort to write I mm-hmm. um, rather than wait. And mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with you 100%. Yeah. Definitely. More personal. 
if, well, exactly. And the, you buy it from a person, you, you trust in the person yeah. rather than a, yeah. a business. I think if you're getting a barcode on the end of something and, and like a proper till printed receipt, fair enough. Yeah. We, our business. But mine comes from yeah, my hands, quite literally. Yeah. Everything from my hands. It'd be different if, if you and Nick were doing it together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, as a family with mm-hmm. business, then it yeah. would be a worry, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not. No. Yeah, and um, that room is mine. Nobody goes there <laughs> <Yeah>. but me. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Like you're going back to your pricing, like mm. you're saying, it's the people are thinking that's that's there. Yeah. But actually, when you put it into the I mm. point of view, mm. well, no, because that's me. It's yeah. my passion, yeah. my brand, mm-hmm. my time, yeah. Yeah. everything that goes with that. Yeah. Whereas if you say we, it sort of dilutes the cost. It does, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also too, I mean, like, like you were saying before, a memory blank at 10, 14 hours. If you spread that over, you know, a working mum's week, that's mm-hmm. three days mm-hmm. to earn a hundred yeah, pounds. Yeah. So it is the love of it. It's not. It's yeah, not the yeah. money. I'm not in it for the money. Good grief, no. Gosh, if I was, I'd be working somewhere else. <laughs> but no, it, it's more about what people are getting from what I'm doing not and what I'm what I'm giving them yeah I'm giving them that memory of somebody who's either passed they're never going to get that person back no or a time in somebody's life you know with their, their baby and they received all these beautiful presents they wore them all once because they were saving them for best because <laughs> I did that with my girls yeah. I saved them for best we all do, and yeah. they wore them maybe once and you put bags and bags and bags of clothes or what, what do you do with them you make a blanket and then you remember that was from so and so and that was from so and so. And then they come around and see the blanket. Oh my god, buy five tops from that. Yeah. And it makes it into a special thing. So totally. it's not just the one person, the whole family thing. Yeah. Totally. What's new thing, yeah. Brilliant. So um what about the future case? Future Where is you've obviously just done your rebranding. Yep. Um so you're clearly investing in your business mm-hmm. now. Yep. There must be a future. Any, there is. Any plans? That you can share with us? People keep saying you're going to need to employ people. I don't want to employ people. Okay. This is, Like I said, this is me. This is my yeah. business. Um, I'm a bit OCD in that things have to be right. And if they're not right, then I'll pull it apart and do it yeah. again. And you can't well, pull things apart. When I spoke to Kate Joffrey mm-hmm. um, a few weeks ago, she said, there's no point in me employing people because I will just have to rewrite what they... Exactly. Yeah, what it won't be good enough. Exactly. You don't <laughs> want to pull people so in a part. No, exactly. And... and if it's somebody's clothing, you can't just recut it and do it again. No. Because quite often with like baby clothes, there's only so much to use. Yeah. And once it's used, it's used. Mm-hmm. And it's gone and it's ruined. Um, so no, I, I won't be pulling, employing people. Um, what I will be doing is a lot more, um, like I said before, workshops, weekend workshops. Yeah. So the people who are busy in the evenings, who still want to learn, can yeah. come and have that time away, whether it be with their friends, or you like maybe a I don't know a hen hen party or mm-hmm. yeah a group of ladies that just rather than going to a spa weekend they can come and do this workshop with me and then maybe go for an uh, an early dinner. So these workshops, mm. as it so you're thinking just a day or for weekend? No, no, like just I'm, a day. I'm picturing a little retreat here. We are having a knitting retreat in October. Okay. We've already organised that. The girls are very, very excited. The other girls that have been going for the last year. Yeah, yeah. So we're all going away. Um, we're at the lake, so somewhere we're going really over at the top lake. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got a, one of the girls has got a cottage, so we're going to use that, and awesome. we're going to yeah, we're just going to have a ball basically. Cool. Um, 
but you know, I mean, they could go retreat style, yeah. but for the short term, short term future, it's going to be sort of the afternoons on Saturdays. Yeah. You know, the kids have all done their activities. Boys are at the football. Boys are at the football. Girls are at the knitting. Girls, that's it. That's it. And, and the kids have gone to grandma's because hey, that's grandma's house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. So that's what that's the plan for the next twelve months. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sounds uh, sounds exciting. Sounds Unless like you want to come on a retreat. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't get enough time on the bike. Never oh, mind. Can cycle down the park. Awesome. So, um, I normally ask people for like top products or mm. or advice or something, and and with you, it's slightly. Your products are limited, I suppose, to yeah. some degree. It's not yeah. like you've got dozens of products. I used to have loads of products. Then it got to the point where it was too much. Yeah. Been, you know, Gordon Ramsay, years back, he did that TV pro, the restaurant program, where somebody had like 14 pages of yeah, menu yeah. options. And he said, cut it back, just strip it back. And I looked at my top sellers and thought, that's my top sellers. That's what I need to Absolutely. focus on. Yeah, you do there's no point having loads. And you do what's profitable yeah. Yeah. as well. And mm-hmm. everything else is just a... Yeah. Just a win-win. Yeah. If somebody comes to me and says, "Could you possibly do?" I look at it, but I don't often bespoke things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've tried bespoking in the past, and what's in somebody's head versus what's in your head yeah, yeah. are two completely different things. And it's just, yeah, no. I suppose it's very different to being, um, say, an artist. Yeah. Uh, for example. Mm-hmm. So I know Pink Punch, who we had on um, a few weeks ago, she mm-hmm. can do bespoke custom mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Because she can doodle it out there and then. Yep. And say, is that what you've got in your mind? Mm-hmm. You can doodle something out. Yeah. But then the minute you cut a piece of fabric, like you say, mm-hmm. fabric's gone. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So doing the unless mm-hmm. the customer can very very clearly. Yeah. And um, let you know what they want. Some people will come and they will literally have a bag of things and they will say, I want this on the arm, this on the head, uh-huh. this on the belly. This is perfect. I can work with that. Yeah. Other people will say. There's a bag, just use what you want. Yeah. And I've had some people who have literally turned up with four suitcases worth and just told me to use stuff. <laughs> Another lady asked me to go to her house and just choose stuff from the wardrobe. And that, that, it's a lovely thing because obviously they know what you, sorry, they know that you know what works best, yeah. but at the same time you don't know what's important. Bad memories. It is. Yeah. Um, some people bring bring things that have still got a, a shop tag on them that the person's never worn, and I do think, oh, okay, but it's obviously something that they remind yeah. them of the person. Yeah. Yeah, each to their own. It's mm-hmm. it's entirely what people want to use. Yeah. So, given that we can't really recommend like because you just recommend all your products, mm. what would your top advice be? Yeah. For somebody. Wanting to start out, I suppose, okay. in, um, in needle practice. So, what I would say is go into the wardrobe of the person who you've lost, or if it's your child's clothing, and really look at what what memories each of them hold for you, what uh, each of those clothing items hold for you. If it's something that, well, they've got three of that, yeah. don't bring three of the same item. Choose the things that are really special that you're going to look at long term and think, yeah, and it gives you those warm fuzzies. Mm-hmm. Um, Choose things that are different, that really do remind you of that person. To say, if you know, Dad used to always wear check shirts. Yeah. Bring lots of check shirts because yeah, yeah. they do make amazing bears. 
you know, sometimes we're really busy. Mm-hmm. But if each of those different churches reminds you of dad, yeah. 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 that's the perfect. Yeah, Cool, mm-hmm. fantastic. And then um, going back to the local area, the Stockport area, and mm-hmm. um, you're based in Cheever Hughes, what are your favourite things about Cheever Hughes? It's, it's a lovely place, not only as a family, but as an individual. There's so many things around here that you can do. So, so many things are just on your doorstep. Yeah. You can go to bars with your friends. You can catch up with you know two different families, three different families, however. You've got the Peak District literally there. Yeah. You've got the lakes up the road. You've got the airport. You can sub off wherever you want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, everything's on our doorstep. And there's so many local ladies in particular who I've met that run their own businesses. And everybody's supporting one another. Everybody's buying off one another. Yeah. And everybody's here to support one another. And Absolutely. it's lovely when you see people who are literally supporting local. Yeah. yeah, it really is. It's important. And like I said before, most of our stuff, you know, our being all the, the individual people that have got our own businesses, yeah. most of our things don't have a barcode. You can't just go and, and buy it because, mm-hmm. you know, Amazon's got it cheaper online. It's mm-hmm. something that it's special. And everybody's got their own niche. They've Years and years of whether it be um, courses they've been on, experience, um, and practice. That's the key, but practice. You know, yeah. They've all worked so hard to get to where we're all today that, yeah, no, people are here to pass on. Cool. Yeah, I really like that. What you, I mean, I agree with everything, but mm-hmm. particularly what you were saying about people wanting to help people. I've been, so I've run my other business for five years, mm-hmm. but very few people locally yeah. know about it because of the niche right um, that it's in. So a lot of, a lot of sports people mm-hmm. know what I'm doing. A lot of triathletes and, and cyclists know yeah. about my events. Mm-hmm. But actually local people yeah. don't know about it. No. But since I've started the scoop yeah. and, and I've put myself in those networking groups yes. um, and it's harder for me to do it because I'm mm-hmm. a bloke mm-hmm. and actually there aren't many that came no. before no, there's a lot of things men. for ladies, but not for men. Yeah. No, exactly. Mm. But I've put myself in where I can, mm. and I've used I've used Jill where I can as mm. well. Yeah. Um, but I've noticed that there is such a network of people that yeah. want to help people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's all, we're all desperate to uh, desperate to help each other yeah. and try. Because if I help you, yeah. then you'll help her, and mm-hmm. she'll help me. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly how Paying it, it forward constantly, isn't absolutely, it? Yeah, yeah. You receive something to the level you want to pass on. Brilliant. And I've, yeah. not, I've never noticed it so much. I understand mm. I'm involved in it now. Mm. But I think it's absolutely awesome. And I can't, I mean, I don't know because I've never lived anywhere else. Yeah. But I think it's something special that we've got as an area. Yeah. I wouldn't I've expect lived, the same. No, life. I've lived all over New Zealand, Japan, we started off in Birmingham. Went to Cheadle, came up to Cheadle Hume, lived all over, but Cheadle Hume's got a, a warm feeling about it. Yeah. People want to help one another and, and get to know one another. Um, and there's a lot of people whose names you recognise because they're always on the same pages. Yeah. And it's nice. Yeah. It's a nice environment. Nice Absolutely. Community. Brilliant. Excellent. Well, um, thank you very much, Kate. We are going to wrap it up there. And as I always do, I'm going to stick all your contact details on our website. Perfect. www.thescoop.co.uk. But in the meantime, if anyone wanted to just go and have a quick search, where would they find you? 
So you can go on Facebook, The Ribbon Rose Studio, or I've got a website, www.theribbonrosestudio.co.uk. Oh, fantastic. That's great. Thank you so much, Kate. Thank you for your time. It's okay. been Thanks great to hear from you. Just in time for National Teddy Bear Day tomorrow. Perfect. <laughs> Which is uh, very useful for you. Um, and obviously, just as you've, um, well, a day that we're recording, you've uh, just released a new branding, so yeah. it's there for people to see. You're still very grown up. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Thank you very much. Great to, uh, great to hear from you, like I say, and I will see you again soon. Thank you very much. Bye, Thank you. You've been listening to The Scoop with me, Andy McAnally. Please subscribe to our podcast and make sure to listen to next week's show. If you'd like to share your story about your rise to independence, please email guest at thescoop.co.uk or you can find us on Facebook by searching The Scoop. Remember, The Scoop is spelt S-K-O-O-P. Finally, I really hope you enjoyed this show and if you did, it would be great if you could leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform or share with your network to help others find us and enjoy our podcast too.